You are listening to Wealthy Muslim Woman Podcast, episode number 12 with Saima Ali, MD. Assalamu alaikum everyone. I hope you are all doing wonderful. I've been trying to juggle a couple of things and just been so overwhelmed. It's my husband's birthday next week, this weekend actually, and my daughter's birthday in the beginning of October, and then we're trying to plan a little trip to Morocco in November, inshallah. So it's just been a lot of planning, planning, and planning. Anyways, I hope you are all doing wonderful, and thank you so much for listening in, and thank you for all the questions and all the suggestions that I am getting. Today, we will talk a little about real estate. Real estate is another form of investment. So the way you can make your money grow is through different investments. The options are either stocks, mutual funds, bonds, CDs, the stock market, and then the other market is the real estate market. Now, in a lot of ways, the real estate market is very similar to the stock market in terms that in real estate market, you also have a cycle where the market goes through the peaks and then the downs and the same rules apply that you always want to buy low and try to sell high, but it, it is also very different in other ways. Some of the other rules that would be same is you can have speculation and real estate market as well versus real investing where you are doing thorough research and using some sort of rules to see if a particular property is a good investment versus just taking a hint from somebody that this could be a good deal and just going in blindsided. Now, you can make a lot of money with real estate, but again, this is not a get-rich-quick scheme either. There's a lot of planning involved. There's a lot of patience involved. There's a lot of persistence involved. So I don't want you to think that this is something that you could do on the side and you're just going to become a millionaire. Yes, there are chances of doing that and people do it, um, but it does take a lot of persistence, a lot of planning, a lot of patience to get there. It is a lot of work involved. Nothing comes easy in this world. I remember the first time I bought my house, I was in residency in down in Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, and I purchased it in my intern year. It was it was interesting experience. So I, when I moved down there, I initially rented a place. I wanted to become familiar with the areas and see which areas might be a good investment before I purchased. So when I moved down to Richmond, Virginia, I initially got an apartment to live in and I started, um, I got in contact with with a real estate agent and I started going seeing different neighborhoods, different properties at my free time whenever I got off work or if I had a weekend off. And I ended up buying a foreclosure property at much lower than its market value. But a couple of things that I didn't know was first I had to call in and get the water, heat and electric transferred over to my name 
So I close and I move into this house and I realize I have no running water, no heat and no electricity. And there were no appliances, no fridge and no washer, no dryer. And I bought this house around November time. So it was getting cold and I was on a really tough rotation. I was on inpatient and I had to be at a hospital at 530 in the morning and I didn't get off till 7, 8 at night. So then I was coming home to this dark house with no water, with no heat. It was cold. And then waking up again and going um, back to work and showering at the hospital. And it took over a week trying to get these services installed because they, for some of these, I needed to be home. But of course, I couldn't be home because I was working. So that was interesting. And then a couple of other mistakes that I made was when when I went for closing, I saw that the one of the toilets was broken into. I'm not sure it, it was it was fine when I had seen it initially, and then on the day of closing, it was broken. And I could have asked the seller to reduce the price or somehow got them to fix it, but I just did not even think of it at the moment. And later on, obviously, I did not have any money um, to try to get it fixed. I had actually just finished before graduating from medical school. My last rotation was cardiothoracic surgery. And I remember the surgeon coming in and saying, hey, my toilet broke the other day and I had to get this guy to come in and fix it. And he charged me five, six hundred dollars for 10 minutes of work. And all I kept thinking was, okay, I just closed in this house and I don't have any extra money to get somebody to fix. And the worst was I didn't even have time for somebody else to come in and try to get a fix. So I ended up watching a YouTube video and fixing it myself. And it didn't seem hard at the moment. And I thought I got it all functioning and worked. But four years later, when I'm selling this place the, and the inspector comes in, that's when I realized that there, it, I did not tighten it as much. So there had been a small leak going into the, the floor of the house. So the sub-basement roof got a lot of damage and the floor underneath there had a lot of damage. So I had to get it fixed um, before I could sell it. Uh, thankfully, the insurance covered so most of the cost was covered by that, but lesson learned, if you don't know what you're doing, try to get a professional to come in and fix it. And then another lesson that I learned is when I was selling, I had moved to New York, back to New York, and it was, the property was obviously in Virginia, and I needed to sell it there. I had nobody else there to look after it, um, just a realtor. And I ended up giving my appliances and everything in the, in the, in the price that I sold it at, but I could have asked for extra money or asked them to pay, um, or asked them to decrease my closing cost or something. So I, I think I could have made a little bit more money at closing and, and again, at buying as well. But at those moments, I made the best decisions that I could. So I have no regrets about it, but these are some of the things to pay attention to and to try to avoid when you are purchasing your first property. Now, also, it's not recommended to buy a place if you will be there for less than at least five years. 
but for me it ended up being a good deal i think i had a lot of positive things going in i purchased a foreclosed property in a really good neighborhood with really good schools and it was just the right size and uh, i was able to get a physician mortgage I basically paid 0% down, the closing costs were covered by the seller, and I was able to move into this huge house, and my monthly mortgage was actually less than the rent I was paying at the apartment. And because I purchased a property at such a significantly lower price, when I sold it, I was uh, the market was kind of back to normal and I was able to sell it at its market value and make the extra money out of it and basically live rent-free during my residency as well. I wish I had kept the property as uh, investment property and rented it out. I could have gotten a good amount of rent there. However, at the moment, that was the best decision that I could made and that's what I did. ended up selling the place when I moved what are some of the benefits benefits of real estate investment property appreciates so you are hoping that you buy at a low price and eventually that property price is going to increase and if you plan on selling it later on then you will be able to benefit some of that appreciation you can also get cash flow from real estate so you can purchase a property and rent it so the rent you are getting could be could create some positive cash flow for you property also depreciates in value over time there are irs laws for this and it tells you what percentage you can depreciate each year and thus you are able to take tax deductions for this there are also tax benefits for purchasing a property. You can deduct the interest you are paying for the mortgage as well as the property tax that you are paying will reduce your other income. So you purchase a property that you're hoping will appreciate in value or create positive cash flow for you, plus it'll reduce your income tax as well. There are many different type of real estates, uh, real estate investments that you can do. You can purchase raw land and hope that either the either you are going to sell it later on when the price has gone up, or you could create some sort of other investment there, such as a parking lot or something else. The most common type of real estate investment that people do is single family homes. So they'll purchase a single family home and then rent it out. There are also small apartment buildings that you could purchase. So there are different type of laws and regulations with the increase in the number of units each property will have. If you purchase a duplex, a triplex or quad, those usually are considered for law purposes or for uh, finance purposes are considered a single unit and then if it goes above five families above four or five families then that's considered in a different category and you may have to apply for a different mortgage and different set of rules apply 
you can also invest in large apartment buildings that would be over 50 units and usually for those type of deals it's uh, usually syndicate deals where a bunch of people pull in money and then they'll buy the big building and they'll share the profits from that and the expenses of course you can also invest in something called a real estate investment trust REITs. This is a kind of what mutual fund is to the stocks. So you have a, tr a trust created uh, kind of on a, a market where you can go to Vanguard or other bro brokers and you could invest in these trusts and you are investing in real estate um, but the return will not be as great as if you're doing everything hands-on but at the same time you are not putting all that time and that hard work and that effort in either you can also invest in commercial real estate this is where you will be leasing that property to an office or to other type of small business if you are a medical doctor you can purchase a property and then lease that office to your own practice and there are added tax benefits of doing that or you can have a couple of offices there and rent one to yourself to your own business and then rent other to other colleagues or other businesses and create more income for yourself. Another way to invest in real estate is through tax lien. So obviously you're familiar that each property owns taxes to the local government, to the state government and the federal government. And when somebody does not pay their taxes, sometimes you are able to purchase that tax lien. So the government may say that you are able to purchase this property if you pay this much tax that is owned on it. Now, this can be a risky business. You really should do your research and get knowledge in that area before you explore that. You can also buy notes. This is basically the mortgage note, wherever a document where a mortgage is written is called a note. And uh, somebody who owns a building can decide to sell you that note and you pay them a monthly monthly mortgage type of payment, certain percent, instead of going through a conventional loan through a bank. What can you do with real estate? Well, one way of creating income is if you just want to create a primary residence for yourself. So for me, when I did it while I was in residency, I purchased a house. I was living there myself and this would be called buy and hold. I was living there and then I was uh, able to sell it when the value appreciated and I had to move out. Other thing you can do is buy the property and rent it out. And another way of making money in real estate is through flipping real estate. So you would buy torn out houses, houses that need some sort of, they call it TDL, tender, tender love and care, TLC. Yes, TLC, tender love and care. And you, you fix these properties and then you sell them at a, at a higher price. There are a couple of rules that you should keep in mind when looking at real estate properties. 
they include the 2% rule. 2% rule says that your rent that you are getting from a property should be at least 2% of your purchase price. If you are paying $100,000 for a single family home, then your rent from that should at least be $2,000 a month. This is being very conservative. Some people say 1% rule. So if you are able to buy a property for 100,000, then you should be able to rent it for at least $1,000 a month. Another rule to keep in mind is something called the 70% rule. That rule states that you should purchase a property at a price where you are paying 70% of the market price minus the expenses and rehab so if a property is valued at hundred thousand dollars and it will require additional ten thousand dollars of work then uh, you should not put more than sixty thousand sixty thousand plus the ten thousand to do the rehab and the work so you are paying seventy thousand for that property now, each of these topics on different type of investments and different type of things that you can do with real estate, each of these things can take hours and hours to discuss and don't have that much time on this episode, but I'll try to discuss a little bit more in the upcoming episodes, but you'll have to do most of the work yourself. I'll post some books that I really like on real estate and uh, also Bigger Pockets website is really good. They have a lot of resources there. Their podcast is also pretty good, so you can try listening to that as well. There are other ways to have a career in real estate instead of purchasing properties. You can become a real estate agent. You can also become a real estate agent if you want to invest and you can save some money on commissions that you would be paying to an agent. However, you will also have to pay annual fees to the broker so make sure that you are bringing in some income for enough to pay for that uh, to to pay to stay active as a real estate agent you can also become an appraiser of real estate property you can get into construction you can become an escrow agent you can uh, you can get a job with the mortgage firms. So there are many ways of starting in real estate. A lot of people try to start with the becoming a real estate agent. That also gets you a list of MLS um, listing. This is basically a listing of real estates in, in certain areas that you will have access to. You do need a good team when you start investing in real estate so you will need a real estate agent you will need an attorney who can look at your paperwork you will need a mortgage broker you will need good accountants once you start getting good income from these properties and you need somebody to help keep the bookkeeping and everything um, in line you will need contractors if you are going to be doing a flip and uh, f flipping properties and you will need some time now you can start 
into real estate even when you are working full-time it is actually recommended that you keep your job until you get your feet wet and until you get comfortable with what real estate is and when you start making money and then you can decide if you want to leave your current job and you have enough financial income coming from real estate but initially it's not easy to just start getting big checks the way the way they show on these tv channels all right girls this was just a basic introductory episode to real estate and i just realized this way about 20 minutes so inshallah i'll talk to you a little bit more about real estate in the next episode and then we'll see where to go from there all right inshallah talk to you soon bye